Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Apartment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646 668 2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, power. Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power. Kingdom Authority. Kingdom Authority. Kingdom Authority. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host. Reverend Dancia Jones Morris, super excited to be here with you all on tonight. I see you in, and thank you so much for calling in and tuning in and hitting, clicking the link for Kingdom Authority on this evening. I tell you, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm certainly going to rejoice and be glad in it. And what a, what a wonderful day it is. I am excited about tonight because we're going to talk about the prophetic life with Prophetess Tanya Strozier, and what a blessing it is to have her on tonight. I hope you are ready to live in the prophetic. You do know that we can live in the prophetic, and I I really want her to bring this word and the understanding for us so that we can live in the prophetic. But first, let's go to the throne of God in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to declare your word, to speak your word, to speak of the prophetic God, in the prophetic, and with the prophetic God. We thank you, O God, that there's a clarity and there's understanding that will come forth from this evening, from this afternoon, Father, and we thank you for the woman of God. Thank you for the sent and chosen one, by the way, of Tanya Strozier. We honestly say thank you for this precious gift to the kingdom of God, and we lift her up, Father. We declare right now that in the name of Jesus, that eyes are, Father, that eyes are open. We thank you, O God, that ears are unplugged. Let them pop in the Holy Ghost, Father, and be open up to understanding your word, understanding and hearing your voice. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you, God, for this is definitely the day that you have made, and I will certainly will rejoice. We will certainly rejoice 
in it, and we will be glad. We thank you for the opportunity, Father, to go to uttermost parts of the world through this broadcast. We thank you, O oh God, that you will use little old us, Father. Yes, Father, we are big in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we thank you for the giftings, God. I pray in the name of Jesus and declare right now that chains are broken. There's breakthrough in the name of Jesus, that God's eyes are open. Understanding God is in, is 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 relevant is re- being revealed to people, Lord, that they will understand the prophetic God prophecies in the name of Jesus to understand their role in it, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will just continue to be our strong tower, that we will allow you to be our strong tower, our fortress, our God, our 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 our, our refuge, God. Thank you for being our peace. Thank you for being our joy. Thank you for being the one that we can run to, hide in, and, Lord, we are safe. Thank you, O oh God, for safety in you. We glorify you because you are great, because you are good. You are great in your good and your mercy endureth forever. Thank you for being who you are, and we acknowledge the fact that you are our God, our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the one who died for us, hallelujah, but also God gave us the power that we can speak to these things, and they be so, God, in the name of Jesus, that we can live in this prophetic life. Lord, help us to understand what we are in the kingdom of God, and we thank you for placing us in our perspective places, Father, so that we can live out your promises with purpose. We glorify you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, for keeping us to and fro. We honor you, God, for you kept us when we didn't were nothing, and God, we're still not much without you, and so we thank you for that you make us everything that we need to be. Ha! Hallelujah. We glorify you because we're so unworthy without you. But yet, God, you have chosen us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. So thank you, God, for who you are in us, that you rise up in us. You have risen in us, Father, and we can live this life, Father, like none other. Hallelujah. We glorify you for the discipline of this gospel. In the name of Jesus, we honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. I tell you, I'm excited about tonight for this woman of God whom I've I've known for several years, but let me tell you, I don't know her as much as the giftings that she has now. And so I'm going to say I know of her more so now because God has done some tremendous things in her life, taking her through some tremendous things in her life. And I glorify God for this woman of God, this teacher, this preacher, and this this declarer of the gospel and of 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 the of the foretelling of what is going to happen, and so I thank God for her on tonight. For those of you who are tuning in once again, this is your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Thank you for coming on. I see you. You're clicking. Thank you. I appreciate you on different parts of the world. This is Kingdom Authority broadcast under the umbrella of Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated, and we are talking about the prophetic life with Prophetess Tanya Strozier. I want you to just incline your ears on tonight because this is a word from the woman of God, and I'm telling you, she has a word in 
her heart and her belly, and her voice will declare it unto you. So without further ado, I just want you to um, greet the listening audience, um, Prophetess Tanya, at this time. Hello. Thank you so much. It is just an honor and a privilege to be here tonight. I'm super excited about what God has placed in my heart and in my spirit to share tonight. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, I just want to, there's some questions I'll probably have at the end, but I want okay. to give way for you to speak whatever God has for you to speak. We've talked on a couple of occasions, and I wanted the right timing, you know, because I believe mm-hmm. in operating the right timing as well. And so I want you just to have your um, God to have his way through and with you on this time, and then we'll probably have some questions at the end. Okay, awesome. Thank you again uh, for this opportunity. You know, I believe that my assignment for uh, tonight is really to to normalize uh, the prophetic, to normalize the prophetic. You know, God says to call unto me and he will answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. If you look at the key part of that, he's saying call unto me and he actually says I'll answer. And so what that alludes to is that there is a communication that God wants to give. There's a communication that God wants us to have. There's an exchange. There's him speaking to us and us speaking to him. You know, we all know that there's no way to build any type of quality relationship without communication. And so I believe that we've got to get past, past this place where God speaking to us can only come from somebody standing in the pulpit. That's just actually not true. What God wants is to communicate with you and you to communicate with him. And so for the the context of tonight, uh, when I say the prophetic, I simply mean communication that goes back and forth between you and your father. That's exactly what it is. That is all that it is. And I know that we try to limit that type of speaking to those that are in the pulpit or those who are prophets or those who may have the gift. But I'm saying, and the word says that the prophetic is for everyone. It isn't a mystery. The prophetic should actually be a normal part of your life, a part of every believer's life. And I think when I came to that revelation that the prophetic, the prophetic isn't about being mysterious and so the spooky and sometimes the weird prophetic should be a part of every believer's life. When, when he says wow. that, you know, that he is the shepherd and that he says his sheep know his voice, that means he speaks. Now, what we sometimes do is, you know, we operate under a misunderstanding that God's first language is English. And that's actually not his first language. God is not limited to right. how we think that communication should operate. It, it really, God has his, he has several ways that he communicates. And those ways can include dreams. They can include visions. It could be in your senses. Sometimes there's a feeling, there's a knowing, just a sensing. There's his presence. There's angels. There's music. There's a small, still voice. God communicates with his children in a variety of ways. So when we say the prophetic, there's no limit to how God communicates his messages to us. And so as believers, we should be expecting communication. It's not a once uh, once a week. He talks to us. He communicates with us outside of Sundays. It isn't just about Sundays. And so as I, you know, kind of dived into this whole prophetic, you know, there is a distinction between just God's communication with us. There is the gift 
of uh, prophecy, and then there is the office of the prophet. Those are very distinct things. You, as his daughter or as his son, having regular communication. And then, like all children, we all have our own personalities, and so there are ways, there are primary ways that God may communicate with you or with me. There's primary primary ways, but we don't even limit him to that. I've had seasons where God primarily communicates with me through dreams, and then there are other times, other seasons where he just, I get a knowing. There's, it's almost like a, a, like a volt of uh, lightning or electricity in my body, and I can just sense that this is it. This is what he's saying, and, and there's no shadow of a doubt. But there's so many ways that God communicates. Here's the thing. It's like a radio frequency that never turns off. It's like wow. a frequency that never turns off. But if you never tune in, you don't hear the messages. But you've got to tune in wow. to hear. He's always talking. He is always communicating. He's always speaking, always. But if you and I are not tuned in, you don't get the message. So if we understand that, it isn't about is God speaking to me? It's am I listening? Am I tuned in? Am I paying attention? And so when you think about it in that context, it's normal. It's normal for us to hear his voice, recognize his voice, and communicate with him. It should be the normal part of our life. I think as a young believer, I always wonder, well, how do people know? How do people say, I heard the Lord say, I heard the Lord say? And and for most of us, it was just hearing, you know, what was uh, taught to us out of the word of God. And he definitely speaks to us through the word, but did you know that that's not the only way that he communicates? It's just simply not limited to the word of God. And we know we, you know, anything that God says to us is not going to contradict the word, but that is not the only way that God communicates. So I'm here to say that there is more. There's more to God. There's a lot more. When you start having your own intimate, real, private communication with God, it will absolutely transform your life. That's what a real personal relationship is. Kim communicating directly and personally and intimately to, with you about your life and about the plan that he has for your life. So, again, my assignment is to normalize the prophetic, normalize communication between you and your father who is always talking, but are we listening? Wow. Let me just yeah. um, ask something just real quick because I'm sure there's some people who this is, this is um, a paradigm shift for a lot of people um, mm-hmm. when you say you're normalizing. So let's kind of talk about mm-hmm. that. First of all, mm-hmm. let's go back to um, there's a couple of things that, I, that just hit me. Talk about mm-hmm. the gift of prophecy just a little bit. Okay. So the gift of prophecy is where the Holy Spirit is, you know, one of the gifts of the Spirit that we find in the New Testament. And the the gift of prophecy is where God communicates a message to you, for you, or it could be for someone else. And really with the gift of prophecy, you can do that actually on demand. And here's the thing, like any of the gifts, we can all have it. You can ask for it. You can ask for the gift of prophecy. I can tell you that when I was first, um, they used the term activated, uh, activated in the prophetic. I was in a room with 300 people, and uh, we were all made to stand next to a complete stranger. And they gave us an assignment that you, you know, ask the Lord this. And really, it's about having a heart that inquires. 
Those with the gift of prophecy have hearts that will inquire, which simply means asking God questions. God, what do you want to say to this person? God, the enemy is, uh, tell me what the enemy is doing in her life and what you're going to do about it. And so in that scenario where I was being activated, it was up in her name is Jasmine, and she lives in Atlanta, and I had never met her before in my life. And so I had to stand right there. They did a prayer and say, now you're now activated in the prophetic because I'd asked for the gift and believed I received it, and, and I expected to hear from God. And I said, God, what is, what is, what does Jasmine feel like she's lost in her life, and what are you going to do about it? And as I prayed, I just made myself very still and quiet, and I heard the word time. And here's the thing. It takes courage to operate in the gift of, you know, uh, the gift of prophecy. And so I just said, Jasmine, I hear the Lord saying that you feel like you have lost time, and God said that he's going to redeem your time, and he's going to give you double for what you've lost. And she immediately started crying. And so, and this was a complete stranger. And so from that time, I began to recognize what it sounds like when the Lord is speaking to you. Now, let me demystify that. People think that when you start to operate in the gift of prophecy, that you will immediately begin with 100% accuracy. That's actually not true. Like anything, you have to be given the opportunity to grow and develop. But the more you stir up that gift, that's what Timothy was talking about, stir up that gift, you become more accurate and stronger in it. But it really takes courage, it takes faith, and it takes a willingness to be obedient. And that is literally how I began to flow in the gift of prophecy. My goodness, my goodness. It seems very simple. Um, The one thing you Mm -hmm. said was have a heart that inquires. And does Mm -hmm. that mean just having a knowledge, just any kind of knowledge? Or what what are you speaking of? I want people that Mm -hmm. I've received several um, well, a few people who who feel like they have this gift or they mm-hmm. have these dreams or they have these, mm-hmm. these knowings, and so I mm-hmm. want to bring some light to that for them. Okay. What okay. is a heart so, that inquires? A heart that inquires is really a person who asks God questions. See, you can literally be sitting in a restaurant and say, God, what do you want to say to this waiter? What do you want to say to this waitress? God, what's going on in her life? What do you want me to say? It's simply yeah. a heart that asks God questions and a heart that will yeah. literally just receive. And that's where the courage comes in because you have to be willing and knowing. It's just one thing to make it safer. You can say, you know what, I'm just beginning to flow in my gift of prophecy, and you yeah. may or may not be accurate. But if you don't have the courage or the boldness to just step out there, you'll never grow in that gift. And guess what? That's Any true. gift that isn't used goes dormant. So anyone right. can prophesy. Children can prophesy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. so remember, we are connected together in the body. I have this gift for you, and you have gifts that are meant for me. We all do that to be built together. That's good. I, that's also a paradigm shift for a lot of people, especially the older saints, because I remember hearing, don't question God. Don't question God. Right. And once I came out of that, I get what they mm-hmm. were trying to say, or I think they were trying to say. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. he's the one that has the answers. I mean, right. if he knows all and sees all. Why wouldn't I ask him? Now, if he chooses mm-hmm. to reveal that, kind of talk about mm-hmm. that. What What if God mm-hmm. doesn't reveal to the person the heart that inquires and he doesn't reveal? You mean if he doesn't tell you something for that person? 
Um, what I think, if nothing else, you can always ask God, how can I encourage this person? Listen to the Holy uh-huh. Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always lead you in what you're doing because this is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit right. flowing and operating through you. So you always are relying on the Holy Spirit. And we can always exhort one another. And, and remember, these gifts work together. The Lord may give you a, a word of knowledge. He may tell you an un, a fact that you didn't previously know about some person, and he may tell you that. He may give you the word of That's wisdom good. where, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like what is it, give you information that you needed to know for a particular issue. He can give you that. These are all gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so I think when we, That's right. when we examine, when we truly examine the word of God and stop making it uh, like magic and making it normal, then we, we really can see what God has given us. These gifts, these gifts are powerful tools, not just for edification, but they're tools for warfare. God gives us strategies. He downloads and releases strategies. You might be sitting on the strategy that I need, but because you're too afraid of mm. him, oh, don't tell me. We mm-hmm. need, remember, we need each other. We are fitly joined together. And so if you don't share because you're afraid that I might think that you're this or you think you're all spiritual or, or you're afraid of being wrong, who loses out? We both do. Or if I wow. only think that the word of God can come to me through my pastor, that's a problem. It's right. a problem because you have, the, you have the Holy Spirit just as much as the person standing in the pulpit. Same, it's the right. same Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's the same one. Wow. And so remember that there are a variety of ways that God communicates. Some of us are seers. We see things in images. They're always visual pictures. Some of us are dreamers. And remember, if you are a dreamer, then remember everything that's in your dream is a symbol. It represents something. But you've got to do the legwork of Holy Spirit help me to interpret this. If when I have dreams, I have a particular person, I always call her, and she gives me the interpretation for the dream. Because wow. God uses dreams and, and speaks it to me. There have been several times where I have, God has shown me things in dreams, sent messages to me. Like I, there's, I mean, I just have so many, so many examples of things that he's told me in dreams, and they have come to pass. Literally, Lord, they have come to pass exactly what they were in my dream. Because he was trying to tell me. Particularly right. if you have a dream that repeats, he's really trying to tell you something. But we have to be sensitive hope, to God communicate. Yes. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit because there are, um, there are people out there. And so I hope for people that are listening, you will share this. Because there are people out there that says, you know, um, I keep having this dream. I, I keep mm-hmm. seeing this. And we mention mm-hmm. it, but we don't have, once again, we're going back to the heart that inquires, and not a mm-hmm. heart that just inquires of anyone, of God, or the person that God has put in your life to reveal that dream. Right. So help, right. us with, <laughs> help us with that when we have those reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, whenever you have a dream, the very first step is to ask God, is this dream from you? Because the enemy can plant dreams in there too. So you always, step number one, you want to ask God, is this dream from you? Secondly, if you are a person that consistently has dreams, keep something next to your bed and write down the details. I mean, write down colors, numbers. Uh, is Is it in a house? Is it in a bedroom? How many bedrooms? 
Were there windows? How many windows? All of these things mean something. I can tell you I had a dream. If you don't mind, I want to share one of the dreams that I had, and then I can tell you the interpretation. One of the dreams that I had was I was coming to a four-way intersection, and I was driving in the vehicle, and the vehicle came from the left, and it was a white truck. And um, it, it wasn't a, a real destructive collision, but there was conflict. There was, uh, we met, and, and it, it, it was a collision, but it wasn't a real traumatic one. It was just a collision. And so uh-huh. I, I, I called the person who I normally call, and, and she said, Tanya, um, well, actually, I did some research first, and then I talked to her. And so the interpretation of that dream was the white truck spirit, uh, symbolized the spirit of religion. Mm-hmm. And it symbolized that I was about to come into conflict with the spirit of religion. And can I tell you, it absolutely happened. It wow. absolutely happened. And so I believe God it. speaks with Yeah, he loves you. He loves us. Why wouldn't he tell us things to come? He said, I'll tell you things to come. Why wouldn't he tell us? He has done that for me. But, you know, it's not just because he's doing it for Tanya. He wants to do that for all of his children. So when you have dreams, mm. you want to ask God, is it, is it from you? And then you want to begin to do the research. If you know someone that interprets dreams, you know, this is a sound believer. And then there's lots of resources. I think one of the things is that we're, we're, we're I'm just going to say, we're too lazy to study. We're too okay, lazy to invest. Right we're too lazy to, or too either too lazy or sometimes too cheap to invest in. There are, there are so many courses and books that are out there about uh, the gifts of the spirit, but how much do we invest in it? See, it's, that's a part of that inquiry. Inquiry takes effort. You, you've got to put something in. I mean, I know a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm being funny, but we really just want a, a dove to land on our shoulder and tell us everything. We don't, right. we don't want to work for something. But if you mm-hmm, have a heart that mm-hmm. inquires, go after God. Pursue God. God, what is this saying? And then make it a relentless pursuit. God, I'm not going to stop until I know this. What are you trying to say? What message are you trying to get to me? And so yeah. I have invested a lot in, in resources about the gifts of the Spirit, about dreams, about interpreting dreams. And, and you know, I, I'm telling you, this, this is one of the ways that God really communicates with me. And so he, it's not just a Tanya thing. Again, God wants to communicate with all of his sons and daughters. He's always talking, but are we tuned in and listening? And do we know his language? So dreams are just one of the ways. Some people have visions. Some people have open visions. Um, he can communicate with us through music. There's so many things that God uses to communicate. And the good thing is that he's, he's relentless in his pursuit. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys okay. hear that? He is relentless in his pursuit. Why? Because he loves us. He wants us to know. Yeah. What parent wouldn't teach their child? I, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. He's a great daddy. He wants us mm-hmm. to know these things. He wants us to understand. He wants us to, to trust him. And he wants us to live a full life. So why wouldn't we go to him and why wouldn't we, why wouldn't he tell us these things? That is so profound to me. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but for, to hear it again is just so profound. I want to ask mm-hmm. another question. So what would you say to someone, you know, who, who thinks they have this gift, the gift of prophecy, 
um, and that God is calling to them into the office of prophet even. But they don't have the courage based on their current personality. Okay. Okay. So you're saying if somebody is called to the office of a prophet, is that what you're asking? Right. Or have the gift of okay. prophecy. They feel okay, like so, they do, and they're just not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think one of the things that you can do with the gift of prophecy, again, it's a matter of practice. It's a matter of stirring up the gift. It's a matter of, hey, God, sorry, and he will. Believe me, he will definitely do that. I think the office of the prophet is something very different. Um, you know, that's, that's you, you are, you know, you were made, you were born. If you're in the office of a prophet, you were born that. Uh, many people that's who are right. in, called to that office, you, you've had many, you know, many horrible things that have happened in your life because, you know, though the, the, the enemy doesn't know your entire future, he, he can recognize the angelic activity around your life. And so he can send out and try to thwart the plan of God for your life. But here's, here's the thing. Here's what I love about God. He doesn't allow the enemy to do whatever he wants to do. And what I love right. about God is that he protects his prophets. But remember, prophets are seated by the enemy simply because of what they carry, because they stand for, they stand for the, the holiness of God. And they are those people who may take on the rule of a watchman, you know, the watchman that sits on the wall and says, listen, they can look out into the land and say, listen, the enemy is coming. He's coming against the house of God this way. And so we need to get this thing in order because if not, it creates a vulnerable spot for the enemy to come against this house or to come against the church. But in our culture, it's difficult for both pastors and prophets to flow together simply because of how we've structured the church. Now, I know this might step on some toes, but I'm going to go ahead and go there. Because we, our culture, in a position where that's all we think is operating, the houses, there's many of the houses of God that are missing that prophetic voice. And everybody, everyone needs a prophet in their life. Somebody has got to be the one that's pointing the direction. Someone has to be echoing the heart of God. I hear the Lord saying, I hear the Lord saying. But if you don't have that, then all you have is the shepherd. And if you only have the shepherd's voice in the house, you're missing other key pieces. You're missing that apostolic. You're missing the teachings. You're, you're missing the evangelist. You need all five of those voices. You have to have them all for them to be complete. Now, that's not even my idea. That's God's idea when he established that. So the, the office of the prophet, you have to know that you are the one that is closest to the heart of God, and he's going to speak to you because you echo his heart. You echo his voice. Now, that takes a very different life. And if you are a person who thinks that you're called to the office of the prophet, but you don't like to study, you need to go back to the drawing board and reconsider that because prophets oh are studying Yes. If you don't like to study and you're not disciplined and you're not willing to invest in, buy a book, buy several books. If you're not a student of the word of God, you don't want to do this. Now, here's the thing. Prophets generally have huge, huge issues with rejection. You know why? Because they yeah. get rejected. <laughs> because people don't want to hear. <laughs> and because people don't always want to hear that, hey, yeah. that's not right. And that's, you know, God is not pleased with that. And and really, you know, people are so receptive to the prophetic words or the word of the Lord that says you're getting ready to get this and you're getting ready to be blessed here and here's a new thing. But people don't want the rebuke that comes. 
you can't have you can't have candy all your life. You get rotten teeth like mm. that. So you have to be willing to take the great prophetic word about your prosperity, but also hear the word of the Lord saying, you know, you're lacking discipline in, in your life and you need to pull it in. You got to have it all. My what father God. would just give you My candy God. all day. Oh, he's going to spank you too. But, and again, the That's way right. our churches are really set up, you know, people don't necessarily want the prophetic word, not when it's a rebuke. They don't want correction. We don't generally like correction. But that's what prophets do. So because you have to be prepared to give a hard word, you have to be prepared for rejection too. And you know what? I know sometimes prophets can look really eccentric and and weird, and people have made the prophetic very, very weird. But the people who make the prophetic weird are are really just immature prophets. Because a mature prophet knows how to rein in their emotions. They know how to lead effectively. They know how to share the word of God in love. But it's not always going to sound like a sweet tune, I promise you. It just, it's just not like that. But right now, if you look around at a lot of our churches in our region, they're just not set up like that. They're set up to be led by, no. by the pastor. And I'm going to tell you, there are pastors who stand in some of these offices, but they may not be, have that title, but they're flowing in the, you know, in the characteristics of that gift. But there are quite a few that, that don't have it. And I'm telling you, if your house lacks the prophetic voice, you're missing out. You're truly missing out. Oh, my. I love that. I love that. So let me just ask this question because um, I had someone before, um, this has been a couple of years ago, who mentioned to Mm -hmm. or maybe just last year, I'm not sure, um, but mentioned to me, um, how how can you trust the prophet? And so first of all, I said, well, you're not trusting the prophet. You're trusting the word that God is sending through the prophet. That's number one. But secondly, um, for those who don't believe in the prophetic, or or not even don't believe, they are afraid of it. What would you say Mm -hmm. to them? Because this is what you're what you're bringing is so simple. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's so easy if we discipline ourselves. So what would you say Mm -hmm. to those who just don't, who are just afraid of it? Well, you know what? I mean, we know that you know that fear is is actually not from God. That's that's step number one. And then step number two, go to the word. God has always spoken through prophets. Prophets is not an is not a twenty first century invention. Prophets have been there since the beginning of time. They they prophets have always existed and so it's 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 strange to us and, and we're reluctant to trust it because we don't recognize that, you know, it's it should be normal. Prophets are not, like I said, right. they're not a new technology that God has is, is invented. Prophets have always been. Now, the other thing about the office of the prophet is that prophets are actually, uh, they are intended to reproduce. So if, if, mm. if a prophet is in a, in a house, it, it shouldn't just be one prophet. Now, there might be a lead or chief prophet, but that prophet should be raising up other prophets. Now, in the fact that they raise up other prophets, that means that when a prophetic word is given, that word is confirmed with the prophet, plural, of the house. So it's, it's not that you're just supposed to take everything that they say at face value. It should be confirmed by the other prophets in the house. That's the design. So you have to, you know, there's um, wisdom and safety in, in godly counsel. It's the same uh, principle that applies when you have a counsel. That's why they used to have a, that's why they have schools of prophets. There were groups of prophets. 
So it, it's not that one prophet is the only prophet of the house. No. If you're a real prophet, you should be raising up other prophets. My goodness. Does that make sense? My goodness. Yeah. It does. It definitely does. And so uh, let me just shift a little bit and talk about okay. um, some of the um, prophetic prophetic deliveries. Let's talk about that. So there's okay. many ways prophets, um, um, you know, deliver a message. I'm talking about the office of prophet now. They deliver okay. a message. So one, the, the, one of the most unique ones that I've seen recently um, and we're not going to talk about him. I want to talk about the way he delivers. Is Prophet Todd mm-hmm. Hall, and I've watched him for 15, 16 years, probably longer. Mm-hmm. And so um, his delivery is so specific. But then when mm-hmm. you come to some that operate in the gift of prophecy, it may not mm-hmm. be so specific. And so people, mm-hmm. um, you know, are are a little nervous and like. Well, what's what? Who's mm-hmm. who? Or maybe the person that's a little general is that's not a that's not prophecy. And so I'm throwing this mm-hmm. out there because this is what people are saying or thinking. And I want to clarify out mm-hmm. with the understanding of the delivery of a message, whether it be specific or general. Um, okay, so I think there's a, a couple of things at play. I mean, if you're in the office of uh, of a prophet, generally, the, this is not a a prophet that is. Uh, Okay, in order to be a prophet, you got to have a house. You got to be assigned to right. a house. Okay, because that's right. a church. It's really a church administration role. Who leads and runs the churches? You know, of these five um, offices. And so, I think if you are uh, a house prophet, then you're flowing with the other leadership in the house. And that delivery could be you standing up on a Sunday morning. It could be the pastor's preaching, and the Holy Spirit gives you a word, and you begin to share that word. I think. Uh, I think we have to be careful that we're discerning the spirit of God and not mixing that with personality. Because people can have, uh, you know, there's a million people, there's a million different personalities. And so you, you don't want to trip over or get caught up in the personality um, because the personality is going to affect delivery. But you're really looking right. for the true essence of that word. What does or what is the spirit of the Lord saying? Now, a, a, a prophet is going to speak that word for the house. If, if someone is flowing in the gift, it might be me telling the person next to it. It could be somebody I'm right on the bus that God has given me uh, or sharing with me to, or leading me to say something to this. Of the house speak, he's speaking for the house, to the house, directed at the house. And so I think the biggest issue is to make sure that you don't get caught up in personality. And again, whatever somebody says to you, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, this is the word that was given to me. And, and here's what I do. If, I, if I'm going to, uh, a, a, to a particular house and I know that, you know, I go maybe to the front of the church and uh, somebody's giving me prophetic word, I literally take my phone up there and record them. Because anybody that don't want you to record a prophecy that they're giving to you, that's your first sign. That's a problem. Okay, because you that's should be true. able to record <laughs> I, listen, I have many recordings of prophetic words um, that are on, that were given to me, and, and they have manifested. You know, you have to wait for it, and they will come to pass. And so, again, don't get caught up in personality. You are discerning. You're discerning uh, the spirit in which that is given and discerning it, that if that word is from God for you. Now, I, I just want to make this one point that literally – you know, God doesn't require us to come to come to a Savior that has no power. 
these gifts are, are supposed to be demonstrating the power of God. So that means that literally every Sunday somebody should be able to walk down and get a prophetic word. Every Sunday. It's not just because somebody special comes into town. But that's literally how the church is flowing, is that these gifts are in operation, these offices are intact, and people should be able to receive a prophetic word, not just on a special event, but every Sunday. And I do know houses that exist that do that. I think that brings to life something for hopefully some some, some of you that are listening right now um, because we can't get caught up in how it's delivered. More so, let's get caught mm-hmm. up in the message and what the spirit of God in the message. And so it's so critical for us to be, you know, we just got to be really in tune with God. It's what you said mm-hmm. earlier. We got to be on the frequency we got to be on that mm-hmm. frequency, and when we're not tuned into that frequency, we can't get the right waves. And when you mm-hmm. don't get the right waves, you don't get the right message. And so that's that's so critical. Mm-hmm. You said something also um, that he's always talking. So mm-hmm. what do you mean that he's always talking? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that is that you know, God, I think if you if you have a true revelation of just how much. God loves you as an individual. Do you know that he always wants to be with you? He always wants to spend time with you. He, he has an opinion about every single part of your life, your, your health, your money, your children, uh, your, your marriage, your job, your education, where you're going in your career. So there is there's an endless list of things that God wants to communicate with you about. So he's always talking. He's always talking. He's always communicating because he is concerned with you. He's concerned with every single part of your life. And so he wants to speak to you about those things. Even the things maybe that you put aside or forgotten, God doesn't forget those things. And so he's committed to your growth. He's committed to you being all that he knew that you could be before you got here. And so he, is, he has that laser focus on you being everything that you were designed to be. And so there's always something to talk about. And so I think if you, if you have the revelation that that's what his love looks like, his love looks like we got so much work to do, Dancia. Let's talk about this. Dancy, I want to do this in your life. Dancy, I want to right. help you to grow here. Dancy, I want to give you this. Dancy, hey, here's an area that we can get better in. There's always something to talk about, and so he's always talking to you. Dancy, I want to use you to do this. This person needs this. Dancy, would you be my vessel and do this? And if you think about That's there's awesome. always something to talk about, so he's always talking. I love how you definitely are normalizing this and so that people can understand um, just what you were reading, Jeremiah 33.3. I'm reading from the Mm -hmm. NKJV, which is the New King James Version again. Call to me and I will answer you. And he doesn't Mm -hmm. say, um, "This this is so clear. He specifically says, just call to me and I will answer you. And I'm going to show you great and mighty things which you mm-hmm. do not know. If that's not revelation, if that's not prophetic, I don't understand what is. That, that's so profound. That's so mm-hmm. profound. So, all right, yep. I want to get ready to close. Can you share? Is there anything else you want to share? You know, I just want to say that, you know, God doesn't hide things 
from us. He hides things for us. He doesn't hide wow. things from us. He hides things for us. He wants you to find it. He wants you to inquire. He wants you to seek him so that he can share it with you. But if you don't have a heart that goes after him, that inquires, you just simply won't know. And so I think wow. we have to reflect on what does our time and effort look like as it relates to the Lord? What does it look like? I mean, are we expecting God just to drop everything in our lap? And I think we want an easy Christianity. I think we want, sometimes we want to be able to just come to God any kind of way as I am and not think that God's going to call you on the stuff that ain't right. He is. But do you know that that isn't just because he wants to beat you over the head with holiness, but because he loves you and wants you to have the best. And so the prophetic is an avenue. It's a, it's a technology that is available to every believer. And it should be, you should be communicating with your father. You should be able to hear his voice. You should know that he, he always wants to talk to you, always wants to talk to you. But do you want to talk to him? Yeah, that's what I want to say. Woo! Whoa. I'm going to somebody get that out and tweet that. Listen, um, I, I got that. And if you don't get it before me, I'm going to get it for y'all. He doesn't hide <laughs> things from us. He hides things for us. He hides it for us so we can seek after him. We can go after mm-hmm. him. And then he's showing, oh, my goodness, great and mighty things. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome to me. Um, I think we just pray out, and we want to pray for those um, to be inclined to, mm-hmm. to um, the prophetic word, to be inclined to, not just inclined to the prophetic word, for those who are looking and seeking and growing in the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Father, we just bless your holy name and just give you all glory and honor. And, God, we just thank you. First of all, we just thank you for how much you love us. And thank you that you've given us these gifts that you, you invite us to open and to use. And so, Father, I pray for those that may have even the slightest reservation or even confusion, God, I pray that you would address that now. And, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would place within your believers an earnest desire, an unquenchable fire to know you to seek after you, God. And I just uh, take authority over fear, being wrong and not being right and not being accurate, God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would make your gifts normal to us because it is normal for us to live in the supernatural. The supernatural is where you've called us to be, and it should be a part of our everyday life. And I thank you, Father, for what you're revealing. I thank you for telling us there is more. There's more to you than what we've known. There is more. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the invitation that you are extending from us to drink from the well of living water. I I thank you that this well will never run dry. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're birthing in us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would encourage us to stir up the gift. You told Timothy to stir up the gift, which means he had to decide that he was going to stir it up. And I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for what you are revealing. I thank you for just releasing the prophetic in the life of everyone who is listening to this broadcast. Thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. And, God, I pray that you release a wave of dreams, a wave of visions. Speak to them, God. Help them to know exactly how you're communicating with them. And I thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for releasing these gifts. Bring clarity, God, and solidify and confirm what you've done in your people. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Prophetess Tanya Strozier, for being on on this wonderful, wonderful evening. We're talking about, we talked about the prophetic life and her purpose and her um, her mission and assignment was to normalize this for us. And I believe she did just that. I want you to make sure that you tune in, um, listen to this, share with others this particular broadcast, and so that we can get a better understanding. I can't wait to have you back on because there's some other things that I would like for you to bring to light um, as well. So we want to make sure we bring you back on again if you would if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would love to do that. I would love to do it. Awesome. You, some of you may know and may not know, she is also um, she is also the principal of Holiday Elementary, correct? Am I saying that right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Holiday Elementary, she has been um, administrator in so many different ways and owner in the educational um, system. And so we want to bring her back on so we can talk about that. I think that you're going to grow from hearing some things um, regarding her, I want you to also go to her site, Tanya Renee Speaks. Is it that? Do I have that right, Tanya Renee Speaks? Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. And make sure you go there and hear her broadcast. I praise God for your faithfulness on today and being here in spite of. And we glorify God because of the gift that you are to this kingdom of God. Um, for those of you um, just now joining, we just talked about the prof- the prophetic life. Prophetess Tanya Strozier, you may have to go back and listen in again. I am your host, Reverend Dancy Jones-Morris. I want you to join us next Sunday again. We have um, Minister Maurice Nelson coming, and he's got a word for the men. I'm telling you, this is so profound what he's bringing, what God is for, for the men of God. It's, it's a little unique, and I really want him to bring this to light for the men of God. God is using people in a mighty way, and we have got to be inclined to his ear, tuned into the frequency, as um, Tanya said earlier. Tune in. Tune in to the frequency so we can hear what God is saying in Jesus' name. God bless you, and thank you again for joining Kingdom Authority. God bless you again, Tanya. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. You all have a good night. Thank you so much. Have a great night.